0: Wow. Hello and welcome to Bladed Apples, the very first episode of Bladed Apples, another horror podcast that nobody asked for. Uh, I'm Rocky Rudoy. I'm Blaze. And uh, Blaze I thought you were just going to say your first name for a second. I'm like, oh, I guess we aren't getting the second name, but um, I'm
1: protecting my identity. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, that's good. Probably great for this uh, time of social networking where just everybody knows everybody, but uh, yeah, we're a uh, brand new podcast. I've been working on for um, a year. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But we haven't really been working on it at all. Just procrastinating. No,
1: we've been talking about it <laughs>
0: yeah, for a long time. <laughs> we've uh, we've discussed it, and uh we randomly said today's the day. <laughs> yes. So um yeah, it's it's a new podcast um, that's going to be revolving around horror. Uh, Give us, why don't you give us a little lineup of what what <laughs> can we expect? <laughs> <laughs> what can we expect with it? Um, well, we will be talking about the horrors, all kind of horrors, um, movies, books, video games. Where, where we feel like, um, I think that the main thing with this podcast we really want to kind of focus on is um, not talking too much about things that everybody talks about because who the fuck wants to hear about. Friday the Thirteenth for the hundredth time, or The Shining, or Evil Dead. We've get ready it.
1: for the question answers coming <laughs> yes. up.
0: Exactly. I mean, we're going to be talking about it, but we don't really want that to be like the main focus. I right. Don't think, right? You know, when we can like kind of show audiences a new movie or something you may not have seen, or something that's a little bit obscure. We'd rather talk about that and shine a little light on it. But but there will be episodes, probably a couple very soon because yeah. we've been talking about it um until we kind of get the flow of things so next um, year when the second episode comes yes out. you get one episode a year and uh, nobody will listen to any of them because who gives a fuck about another podcast but we're gonna do it anyways that's true we have nothing better to
1: do with our time and, yes uh are we going to do the video game section
0: Oh so, uh, yes, we're going to okay. do a video game section. Or
1: video game section.
0: Um which Blaze wants to curate. Uh he knows more about that than I do. But um I can't tell you the indians
1: cuz I get too scared to finish
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> I get too spooked. Too I spooked. can't do it. <laughs> These are too scary for me. Um Yeah, we want to kind of uh just do anything. Like we really don't know what the fuck we're doing. We just decided to record.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> uh straight up and do at least an intro episode to start getting these things kind of rolling. Um But we do know that there will be some series parts where we just go through a career of a director or go through a career of um, you know, writer or whoever and kind of go in chronological order. Or maybe even with a series, who knows? Um, and then we'll just have kind of one-off episodes and we'd like to have guests, whatever, you know, we're kind of just making up as we go. But I think that for this episode, all we're going to do is kind of interview each other because right. we're losers and have no friends. We can't so get the any only guests. people we have to interview yeah. is each other. Yeah. <laughs> So we're just going to interview each other, um, but first I think it'll be good um, to kind of just show how each of us got into horror, uh, and then start there. Uh, for me, uh, I, I I wasn't a I wasn't huge into horror as a child, like as a kid, kid, which is shocking because I went to the drive-in last night to see Candyman, right, and there were car fulls of children there. I thought I was at the wrong fucking screen. It's like a two screen <laughs> drive in and, and fucking Paw Patrol and, uh, uh, jungle Cruise were playing on the main screen and the secondary screen had candy man and don't breathe Two. Neither of those are for kids. Actually, probably they watched that candy man where they probably fucking get bored. <laughs> right. But I mean, two or three cars full of like little, little kids, like four or five years old. Wow. And I'm just like, Oh man, I, I, you had to move my fucking car. Like, did I go to the wrong screen? No, they were there to see Candyman and all, and all Double the. Double uh...
1: feature of Paw Patrol followed by Candyman. Yeah.
0: I mean, it sounds fun. Yeah. Both those movies go together. Both yeah. have cops involved. But one's a dog and one's a racist.
1: Right. Um,
0: but uh. But for me, at that age, I was not into. Horror. I was, uh, I, I, I liked Universal Monsters. I was a monster kid, but I wasn't like into like slashers or like super scary horror films. I was really into like Universal Monsters. I, I carried around like a stuffed Dracula with me. Uh, I was big in like Halloween, not the movie at that time, but the holiday. Um, and uh, I, I would literally just go to the video store and I was attracted to it. I was attracted to the horror section. And I love looking at the VHS tapes of it, and all the covers, and I'd give myself nightmares. <laughs> so that was kind of my relationship with horror, <laughs> yeah, for for a long time until I was probably about you know ten, eleven years old, which I guess is still a kid. But that's probably when I started watching horror films. And uh, I remember the first like two horror movies I watched with my cousins uh, <laughs> was um, "Ghost of Mars," <laughs> John Carpenter film. I got that on tape, <laughs> and. Bone, starring Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh, okay, that one's pretty good. Huh? Yeah, that one's was not bad. I, 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 actually still kind of like both of those. Like, I appreciate both of them for different reasons. Um, I don't think neither of them are great, but I, I like Ice them.
1: Cube would say otherwise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube would say a lot of things, I'm sure. Um, but uh, uh, that was kind of the the, the start, and then you know, through middle school, I started experimenting more.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then high
0: school started experimenting more here we are <laughs> and, then and now here we are two guys with the podcast <laughs> um you know but but yeah high school is where I started like looking up all the more obscure stuff and everything but you know it didn't take much to give me nightmares as a child <laughs> so uh I, I guess I was just destined to be a horror fan because I was a scared little baby <laughs> <laughs> we were both delicate flowers <laughs> yes. how about you
1: um The first one I really remember watching is, as we said, the one movie we don't want to talk about, stuff like Friday the 13th. It was Friday the 13th, and it was mainly because, you know, again, like you said, it was that cover art, but it was also uh, my mom being like, if we rent Empire Strikes Back one more goddamn time, I'm going to put you up for adoption. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, how about this? And she was like, well, it's probably not appropriate, but... I really don't want you to be around tonight.
0: <laughs> That's So true. that kind of went a date? And, huh? Did mom have a date that night? No, she's oh. still married. Oh. But, uh, so that definitely means no dates. No dates. <laughs>
1: but, um, and then it kind of was like, you know, a normal uh, obsession. Not normal obsession. I mean, a normal, uh, like, interest. And then a buddy of mine showed me Salem's Lot. And, uh, it scared the piss out of me when that little boy hit the window. Yep. But after that, I was like, oh man, I need to find more stuff like this and <laughs> new <And your> underwear. <laughs> and, uh, here I am. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, did you, uh, Ooh, shit. cause cause I remember I was talking before about it, but you were kind of like for a long time though, you really didn't get into horror until a little bit later also. Right. Weren't you kind of like, I was like 13, 13. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like as a child, were you like pretty spooked by like everything? Oh, and,
1: phew, I was terrified of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, I still am. <laughs> it's just not those things. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just existential just dread. Waking up, <laughs> living awful. Like, being an adult, being an adult, awful. <laughs> Looking in the mailbox for unsolicited bills. <laughs>
0: Starting a new decade this year. All right, we better, <laughs> yeah. we better stop. Yeah. <laughs> a new this decade going go downhill quick. <laughs> it's just me interviewing you and you not even answering because you're just like. Just sighing loudly. <laughs> you just retreated into yourself. I'm like, no, answer the question, Blaze. Like, no, oh. I
1: can't. <laughs> Please don't make me do
0: this. Um, but yeah. I ran we, out of wellbeing <laughs> for <from> the day. <laughs> we thought it would be fun, though, to kind of just interview each other, like we were saying earlier. So we both wrote uh, five questions each. And that's kind of what this, uh, episode will be focused on Uh, to figure out what the fuck we're going to do with, um, with future episodes. Um, so we're going to just go one off where I'll ask you a question, you answer it, then I'll tell you my answer. And then you ask me yours. Um, and we'll just kind of do that. And this is just kind of get to know, uh, me and blaze and, uh, just kind of get the ball rolling here. Um, and we're just going to pretend like anybody gives a shit about any of this. <laughs> because why the fuck would you?
1: If you believe hard enough, <laughs> we might still fail. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't worry, we will fail. It took us a year to do one episode of a podcast. Just because we procrastinated. <laughs> I keep, I'm taking it off my hat. I keep hitting the microphone with <laughs> This is going wonderful. <laughs> okay, so do you want to ask the first question or you want me to ask the first question?
1: Uh, you know what? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so, uh, what horror movie scenario do you think you would be most likely to survive
0: in? Um. So, the uh, scenario I think I'd be most likely to survive in. I, I, had, I had to think about this a bit. It's an ironic answer because when I was a child, it's what I was most scared of, other than everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the thing that scared me the most was Chucky. Because you're a kid and, like, killer dolls is, like, terrifying. Yeah, all my all my, all the things I like do not like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but now as an adult, I'm like, oh, a, a killer doll, I could easily survive that. Unless it was, like, a possessed, like, puppet thing, like Dead Silence or, like, some shit, you know? Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Where it actually has, like, an adult also that's also, like, a demon of some sort <laughs> that attacks you. But if it's just a doll, then I'm just gonna kick it in the fucking face, like... I mean, right? that's fair. I mean, it's still scary. But. It is scary. I mean, everything is scary. But yeah, I mean, like, sure. like, you know, I, I couldn't have, you know, a zombie outbreak, I wouldn't want to survive. <laughs> you know, I would just be like, just let me die. Because who cares? Like this whole thing. I was about to give away Jordan's survival scenario
1: for that. But he'll kill me if I do that. <laughs> okay.
0: Hopefully we'll have Jordan on the podcast in a future episode. But, oh, um, I'm sure we will. But, uh, you know, zombie outbreak. Uh, who would want to survive? Who knows when everything's gonna to get to normal and once like the zombie parts figured out, who knows when society is gonna get like figured out? And also do I wanna live that long? Do I really give a shit? Well, I don't.
1: We're currently kinda of going through that situation. We are. we are. Just uh they're not eating each other
0: yet. Exactly. And you know that I was thinking about that at work during this week, is just like how much people are like, Oh well, I have my zombie apocalypse plan and most of the people are like, I'm not getting a vaccine. <laughs> I would it's automatically like, hey, we have die. they a cure for zombieism, and they're like, no, nah, that's government trickery right there. <laughs> what kind of government fuckery is this? Um, but, you know, the zombies, I wouldn't survive that. A vampire scenario, I'd probably just end up being seduced by the vampire, and I would get fucked and then bitten. Right. Uh, werewolf, you know. It's a big ass dog. It's gonna fuck my whole day up. You know, I mean, just every other horror scenario except Are for maybe a haunted house. You would survive Cujo? Because that's a lie. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Just, oh, okay. Just, just, just a regular. Dog. I'm saying none of these. If I would survive. <laughs> like, like even just a big ass dog with rabies. That thing's completely fucking my day up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just anything. Um, but a killer dog, I'm pretty sure I can fuck that thing up. You know, I'm pretty sure I can. I don't know. I think I can handle a doll. Okay. But it'll probably kill me also. (laughs) We'll have to try it. I'm like, oh, what's this creepy doll in my house? And I'll go to bed and just stab you in my sleep or something. Yeah, the end. (laughs) Yeah. But how about you? Oh,
1: gosh. I was was thinking about this. And I was thinking kind of like the stoner in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Like, I would be kind of like that guy who just, like, passed out on the couch because of depression. Or I was (laughs) eating an edible that I said, this isn't doing anything. And then I... (laughs) pass out and then i wake up and like everyone's done i'm like oh no (laughs) but mainly anything that i could sleep through i think i would survive in so i don't know like um oh gosh what is the name of that movie there's a movie very similar that guy gets too drunk and he wakes up and everyone's dead and zombies and he's just living in an apartment and everyone else is a zombie the night the night eats itself or something
0: uh i haven't seen that one. Oh man it's good it? it's really good it's is that one that came out recently
1: it's pretty recent it was like 2016 or something yeah like i remember it
0: coming out i can't remember the name of it but i, I, I feel seen like it. It. it's like the night eats the the
1: world or something okay like that. Yeah. and it's really good like french zombie movie so you're
0: just saying that you would get so depressed or so high that you'd be catatonic to where they'd already think you're dead so they pretty be much be like, he's not a threat <laughs> And yeah, well, if it was, not, like, some type of creature that fit on... I don't think them,
1: threat was the issue in the first place. They'd be like, this is just sad. Yeah,
0: this is <laughs> a bummer. Yeah. Like, like, if it was some type of creature that wanted to, like, eat your blood for energy, it'd be like, oh, man, this is just going to, like, completely destroy my insides. Yeah, yeah I would it's say... just I would real say that,
1: or maybe a scenario like My Bloody Valentine, where everybody's going to a Valentine's Day dance, and I would
0: absolutely not be there. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, so, I, I would survive prom night, because I never went to fucking prom, so...
1: Oh well, there you go. Yeah. I I would have got uh, shit on in that one because yeah. I did go to prime. Especially it was, if it was awful yeah. Especially that.
0: if it was like uh, Mary Lou. Like I'm not fucking with it. Oh. I wasn't even there.
1: Sorry, number two. I'm just gonna let those
0: go whenever I have them. Front fart. Front fart. Um, okay, cool. Uh, so that that's that's your answer. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, all right. So my first question is: Who are your top three favorite horror directors? Uh bill Lustig, okay definitely yeah. in there
1: mm-hmm. um i'm gonna bill go lustig is
0: always a good choice
1: you know he doesn't really direct but all the movies they make off his books like clive barker <laughs> like uh I, I honestly john carpenter is obviously going to yeah. be up there and yeah. uh And it's weird because this Wes Craven doesn't have a lot of good things, but I feel like when he does hit on something, he nails it. Oh for sure. Like Deadly Blessing or Scream or Yeah. Absolutely. I mean So those would probably be my top three off the top of my head.
0: Either those four. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but but you had a kind of like, you had an asterisk with well, Clive yeah, Barker. Well, like, yeah, he did not direct everything. He yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's directed a few movies, but he's mainly an author. I mean, right. that'd be like saying Stephen King, because Stephen King directed a couple movies. They were fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maximum Overdrive isn't great. Um, but uh, it's not terrible. But Clive Barker, I mean, he directed one of the greatest horror movies of all time. He sure did. Which is fucking Hellraiser. That first Hellraiser is amazing.
1: Yep, it really is one of the best.
0: Um, but you know, I mean,
1: that's my background in Zoom calls at work. It's really? Just, yeah, it's just the bloody wall that says uh, "I'm in hell." Help yeah, me. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. I love so. that movie. Just anytime like if I turn Shutter on, it's playing on like the Shutter TV. If I'm even like looking for something to watch, and right when I open the app, if that's playing, like it's fucking staying it, on. Yeah, it's like, on. I'm not like any time that I just come by it, like I can't, I can't change a channel. But all right, uh, um, what about you? So my top three. So. I had to think about this a bit, even though I was like, oh, my God, blazes, i want to just blaze this and stump them. He <laughs> was just like, oh, fuck, I stumped myself.
1: <laughs> because well, the, it's hard, and it's hard to do it off the top of your head because it was like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it, you let me see the question before, but I'm like, man, there's so many I like, but it's dude, like so many him, horror. Don't films. tell them
0: the podcast magic. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell them well, we, we planned <laughs> some of this out.
1: But, uh, you know, it's 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 hard because a lot of like horror directors I find are like, well, like Tobe Hooper, like I love... Texas Chainsaw and Funhouse and everything sure. like that, but Ultra after Geist. that, mm-hmm. it's like not much there. Right, and uh, that's the kind of the thing with a lot of horror directors. So I'm going with ones that I can think of off the top of my head that have multiple movies that are good.
0: Well, the the thing about it for me is that um, I had to think that you know there's a lot of directors that made really great horror movies, but they aren't horror directors, right? Okay, so some of the Most classic, most talked about horror films are just from directors that happen to make one horror film. So you look at The Shining with Kubrick, or with um, with you know The Exorcist with Freakin' or with Rosemary's Baby or Repulsion with uh, 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 Rowan Polanski,
1: yeah, or you know whatever. It's a fantastic film.
0: Yeah, they they aren't terrible person. They are (laughs) awful person, but they aren't horror directors. They're just directors that happen to make a horror film. Even James Gunn comes to mind when you think of stuff like Slither. Yeah, Slither, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, Slither's great. Um, Mm -hmm. So whenever I was thinking about it, I had to think about somebody that kind of stayed a horror director or did multiple horror films. Um, And uh, most horror directors that kind of stayed in the pocket aren't great. (laughs) Like, Mm. consistent, consistent. You know, like Wes Craven's made some great horror films right yeah but he's made a lot of fucking crap also oh yeah like like most of his good ones had a lot of bullshit in between them um or, or, you know, uh, George Romero had a lot of great ones. He had a lot of crap. You say that, but if he didn't, we wouldn't get the glory that is Shocker. <laughs> I, I like Shocker. I love Shocker. <laughs> I like Shocker. <laughs> that's a great movie. Um, or, or you could call it Schlocker. Schlocker, Because <laughs> yeah, schlock that's fucking schlock fuck. Um, you know, Bill Lustig, I love. You know, I, I mean, of course, I have a fucking oh, pose yeah, right know. there for him. But um, but I, just his career wasn't long enough. So for me, the three directors, once I got down to it, was... Um, three favorite horror directors would be uh, John Carpenter. Right, absolutely. Um, even though, I mean, he did other genres, but mainly he's seen as a horror director. He did more horror than anything. And as
1: we said, your favorite of John Carpenter is Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> Ghosts of Mars is the best movie ever. The best ever. movie he's ever it's, done. The, it's the
0: best thing ever. If, if he could just do Ghosts of Mars. Two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> two. Ghosts <Hero> of Mars. <laughs> um, then, then, yeah, that would be great for me. Um, no, but, you know, I mean. The thing is my favorite horror film of all time. Of course, John Carpenter's The Thing. Not Absolutely. the vegetable monster one. Even though, like, Howard Hawks. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Halloween, everything else. You know, that's what I was saying. It's really not that strange. like cool to be like, oh, like John Carpenter. <laughs> it's like, eh, who fucking doesn't?
1: But, oh, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you, though. Like, yeah, You can't right. <laughs> have a favorite horror director list without him in it. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah.
0: He's, he's, he's amazing. Continue. I'm sorry. Um, my second one would be Cronenberg. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love David Cronenberg because Cronenberg makes horror that I think is the scariest, which is body horror. Yeah. Because anytime you're sick, you're reminded, holy fuck, all body horror is terrifying, like, especially his, which is on a scientific level. Right. Which is like anatomy of your own body and when your body betrays you. In any way, not only getting sick or mutating, but even sexually, like his, his, where we have sex in movies, unless he wants it to bother you, it never feels like male gaze or sleazy. It always feels very scientific. Like it feels oh, very yeah. much like this is pushing the idea that I'm using in this movie. It doesn't feel like, oh, I put fucking tits in a fucking movie, fucking Cronenberg jerking off on the side of the camera. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that, you know? And, you know, he's done other genres, but he's done so many great body horror films and and other movies, and even like movies that aren't horror that he did, like History of Violence or Eastern Promises or, you know, anything like that, still kind of have like a body horror kind of um, anatomy to Mm -hmm. the film in general. And then the third director I'll say is um, this is a curveball because this isn't like a household name, even though it should be, but Terrence Fisher. Terrence Fisher was the director that – I mean, he did a lot. He was the editor for a long, long time. And then for the second half of his career, he was a director. And what you would know Terrence Fisher best as is he directed all the hammer horror films that everybody knows. So he did five of the quote-unquote seven Frankenstein movies because really did five of six because there's one in there that was actually just a remake of the first one and it was made to be tongue-in-cheek. But he did a majority of the Frankenstein movies. With Peter Cushing, he did three of the um, he did three of the uh, Christopher Lee Dracula films. He did uh, Curse the Werewolf. He did Fan of the Opera. He did the two uh, two faces of uh, Mister um, Hyde, Dr. Dracula, Mister Hyde, and he did um, the Mummy. He did all the Hammer horror films, and even ones like Devil Rides Out and other ones that that were kind of just like one offs without like a major character from Universal or anything. Um, but any you think of Hammer Horror, Terrence Fisher probably directed the ones that are most widely known. And you brought that campiness and that violence and that kind of, um, you know, the fun yeah. of Hammer Horror and set that precedent for all the other Hammer Horror films. So um, I'll say Terrence Fisher is the third one. That's a that's a great answer. Yeah. Those are much, much more interesting
1: than mine. <laughs> <laughs> You had better explanations, so I'm like, no, I like these two movies. They're
0: I'm pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty good. You
1: should check them out.
0: Have you ever heard this, uh this guy named Wes Craven? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard of this movie called uh, Yell or Scream or something? <laughs> Holler? You know, the one with the Halloween mask? I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Holler. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just pretty underground. <laughs>
1: Um, all right, you go. All right, question two on me. Let me read this. <laughs> ah, okay. Favorite kill in a slasher movie, and why? Um, I'm not counting
0: Gialla, no Oh no well there's no really like super interesting Gialli like kills they're, they're usually i mean there there are good ones, but they aren't like. I don't find they all have a, a pattern. Yeah, I don't find it in the grand scheme. You just people getting stabbed or their throat slit. I mean, there's some. There's some Piano that Argento writer, did arcade, that yeah. were really memorable. But um, and Fulci. Well, uh, definitely Argento. But uh, but no, no. I, I, as far as a slasher film goes, um, the one that I always bring up and that I always think about, um, is Friday Thirteenth Part Two. We are going to be talking about mainstream horror films. (laughs) Here comes Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. We're we're, we're way more underground. Yeah, Um, but Friday the Thirteenth. Wherever your friends are, we know more. (laughs) (laughs) So about Friday the (laughs) Thirteenth. Anyways, let's talk about Evil Dead. Um, So Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Um, I had to look up the character's name, Mark Jarvis. Not not to get mixed up with Tommy Jarvis. There was another Jarvis in those films. Mark Jarvis, which is the wheelchair kid. He wasn't a kid. He was a, he was a grown man. Right. <laughs> um, he, was the, he, was, he was the handicap character in Friday 13th Part 2. And um, spoilers for Friday 13th Part 2, in case you haven't seen it. I don't know why you'd be listening to this. I don't know how you find this, like, nobody listens to this horror podcast and never seen this Friday 13th film. It right. would make no fucking sense. Um but for my mom, for my mommy who may be listening, <laughs> um, ma'am, right? 13 part two. Um, so you have this character who is um, in a wheelchair, and everybody's having way more fun, a lot more sex than this character. <laughs> That's because, so odd. <laughs> yeah, so weird. Because they took him to a camp, campgrounds, and he can't do, like, anything. Uh, which that almost is, seems cruel. <laughs> it is just, cruel. And I'm just saying it, just like, this is, this is a terrible written... Yeah, it's written... like,
1: hey, I'm having a horrible time. I don't know if you know this, but I have a handicap.
0: <laughs> and, and he is. And, and you know, we're, we're, like, halfway through the film or so. It's storming. Everybody's out fucking or getting killed at this point in the movie. Um, and Mark and this girl are... Stay behind in the cabin, and this girl is clearly interested in Mark, and she's like, "Hey, um, we can fuck." <laughs> I think that was a dialogue, and he's like, "Oh, great, because I mean, I'm, I don't want to be an asshole, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that it probably hasn't seen a lot of action recently, right?" Um, so, uh, well, you know, I don't know how that works. So, so, so it can be like. Good for him, you know. He's probably bummed out because he's a campground. Can't do a lot. Not a lot of, you know, pathways for him to go down and everything. Not a lot of things to do. He's about to get laid. God bless that girl. She runs up the stairs to get ready. He goes out on the porch uh, of, of the cabin. And he's like, ah, it's going to be a good night. And then machete to the fucking face. Aww, not again, machete I to, about that. Part. Not only machete to the fucking face. Then he's rolled down stairs because they're on a gigantic hill and he's just going down the fucking stairs which is ironic in its own right because right. jason voorhees is a terrible person yeah he really <laughs> he's, is a terrible human being he's, he's very insensitive not so much a human anymore <laughs> no he's a complete fucking jerk and uh that, that's always been my favorite slasher kill just because of how rude it is it is a rude rude thing to do jason
1: how about you <laughs> there's two that come to mind Uh, one is very simple, Mm -hmm. but it is executed so well, and that is the head stab in The Prowler. When he stabs that boy in the head and his eyes go back and his head is shaking and the blood is pouring down, it's like, holy shit, did somebody really get stabbed there? That's the best part of that movie. That is a great part. And uh, the other one that comes to mind is, uh, and this one isn't because it's like the goriest or anything like that, but it's the very beginning of Edge of the Axe and okay. it's where he just it's it makes so much sense because she's in a car wash getting her car washed like in one of those giant machines and he comes in there to kill her and it's like oh my god how do you get out of that situation <laughs> like you're stuck with the like big metal things wiping the side of your car so you can't open the door and he just jumps on your head and breaks through and well I'm not going to spoil it. Maybe it's not a he oh. who jumps through. So. <laughs> I, think but you yeah, already did. I think that's a really underrated slasher yeah. movie, too. Yeah, so. for sure. But yeah, I think those would, are the two kills that stand out to me at the moment.
0: Wasn't there that one death in uh, one of the Final Destination movies where does somebody get stuck in a car wash and she tries to go out the sunroof? She gets decapitated yeah, or some yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah, my favorite. I think it was- I always get
0: nervous in car washes, man. I do too. I'm just, I'm I feel like, trapped. I'm stuck in here forever. I feel trapped in there. <laughs> just, just die of old age. Just grow yeah. a gigantic beard, and just like I'm starving. They're like, just open the door. I'm like. I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. They just put an out of order sign on that one lane and just leave me stuck in my car. I don't. There's
1: that one final destination where they at like a NASCAR. I think it was four. There's that NASCAR race and the tire just flies off the car and decapitates somebody. And then it's a pole behind somebody and the 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 bleachers just start crumbling on people. It's the most ridiculous one, and I think it is the worst
0: final destination. But uh, those movies, those movies are meant to be just like have some friends over. And I mean, the and first one's not terrible. No, the first was legitimately good, but like after that, like all of them are just like dumb fun. Like they're they're yeah, they're, they're, they're dumb are, like fun, have sure. a couple beers with some friends, and all these deaths are completely ridiculous, and uh, you just have a good time with them. Um, right. Yeah. Uh so. My question to you, mm-hmm. Are you? Finger Gun, <laughs> scariest film you've seen slash film that stuck with you. So it can either be the scariest film you've seen or it can just be something that you just turn in your head still to this day. Maybe something was disturbing in it or something bothered you in it. Uh, I right, got one. Or something that was just straight scary. Uh, terrified. Okay. The Argentinian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part. It's all about foreign horror, man. It's always uh,
1: I di- I agree. Yeah. Like, uh, well, actually, it's 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 actually two foreign movies I'm thinking of. Uh, uh, Gojiyama Asylum, the Korean movie. I still haven't watched it. Keep on talking. Oh, about man, it. Oh, man, it's so good. So good. But there's this end part where the girl ends up being possessed and her eyes just go totally black. And it's not, it, it doesn't sound that scary when I say it, but when you see how they do it, it was like, ooh. Like I was driving home. At night, uh, after watching it, I'm like, oh, no, yeah. she's in my backseat. Then um, there's nothing scarier than Ghost Children, uh, in my humble opinion. And Terrified has that uh, the second uh, segment of it. Right. Uh, have you watched Terrified?
0: No. Oh, man, it's so good.
1: They, uh, it's about this little boy who ends up getting killed in an accident. And then the mother calls the police, and she's like, hey, He's back. And they're like, what? And there's just like these muddy footprints like all over her ceiling and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they go into the room and there is just a rotting corpse of a child sitting at the the table with not moving or anything. And then is Because and, he's rotting. Well, well right. Because he's <laughs> and fucking he, dead. They place. have like a bowl of cereal in front of him <laughs> like he's eating. But... And, you know, they'll, like, leave, and then they'll hear something, and they'll come back in, and it's just, like, footsteps all over the ceiling or something like that, and handprints. And then, like, later on, like, one of his friends walks by and sees him in the window. He's like, oh, my God, you're alive. How's it, you know? And he looks in the window, and his head just starts, like, like, turning around at him. And the kid, like, bolts, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, that sticks with me. Nice. That does really stick with me.
0: Um, For me... It's uh, Friday 13th. <laughs> oh, man. Part
1: three. Um, no. Um, the Crispin Glover dance scene in four. Four, yeah. Yeah, that's what So haunts what I, me. Oh, my God. You I know, was that dancing. I was driving
0: in the middle of the night. I looked at my back seat, and I was afraid to see Crispin Glover dancing in my back seat. He's flailing
1: his arms. He has nothing
0: better to do. Um, no, that's true. No, uh, you know, I, I couldn't really think of something. So I have two anecdotes for this. Uh, um for another burp. <laughs> or um,
1: I'm just letting those go, that's gonna be my trademark.
0: Yeah, just 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 all Barney over here.
1: In place of my two bit B style comedy, I'm going to just burp. <laughs> give you
0: A grade shit. Go on. Um so uh um first of all the one movie, the last movie I thought it was just be fun to say. Mm -hmm. But um, the last movie that I got so tense in that I had to walk out of the theater for a couple of seconds and come back in, seeing it at a movie theater, was um, The Witch. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I was so used to horror films at that time being just like jump scare fest and just waiting and just like, you know, blowing their load. (laughs) just, Just blowing their load early and just like you know, whatever. Right. And Robert Eggers is first fucking feature film. You don't know him as a director, what he does, doesn't do. And you keep on hearing reviews of this film. And I'm just waiting. Like that movie's so good with just like anticipation and, you know, atmosphere and everything where you're just like, I'm waiting for the scare, but never happens. Right. It's so good. at just like, you're so tense the whole time waiting for something
1: Robert Eggers is a genius. Oh, he's great. He's um, a I
0: mean, he's only two movies in, but I, we'll see. But I'm sure I'm sure he's going to keep on doing good. But, yeah, um, I have no doubt in my mind. Like him better than Ari Aster. Sorry. Yep, same um, here. Yeah. I do like Ari Aster. We'll probably but not have as much as Robert Eggers. Sorry, Ari. I mean, Ari Aster. Sorry, Ari. <laughs> Sorry, Ari. Sorry, um, Ari. No, Ari Aster's good. You know, I like Ari Aster a lot. I just prefer Robert Eggers. Um, but mm-hmm. the one movie, like, it's not really like a movie that sticks with me would have to be something that's on a social level or something that you can kind of connect with because it's nothing like, oh, it's a spooky ghost and I'm driving home from the theater. I'm like, oh, spooky ghost will be in my car. <laughs> right. I took the ghost home with me. It's like, it's not the fucking haunted mansion ride. <laughs> it's just, it's it has to be something that clicks with me on a personal level. So the movie that I always come back to that's scary to me would be Eraserhead because oh, Eraserhead yeah. is about what I'm scared of and that's an unwanted pregnancy. <laughs> And it's unwanted pregnancy. It's the fear of not being ready for it and being thrown into this situation of being a dad and not knowing what the fuck to do or how to handle the situation and not wanting in the first place. And I find a racer head also with just his dream logic, like David Lynch is known for is just, it just makes it such a nightmare of a movie because the movie is a fucking nightmare Um, and nonsensical, but it's, you know, when you start just adding on, you know, the idea of his daughter was the voice for the, the creature of the baby. Right. And, and all that. Just like these like, weird things. Like, David Lynch is fucking going through it at that point. <laughs> <laughs> this is his first fucking movie. Um, so I would say Eraserhead. Okay. Yeah, I'll say Eraserhead. That's fair. Yeah. All right. It, is it my turn now? It is your turn. Okay. I
1: think I had a pretty easy one here. Uh Ah yes. Do you prefer seventies horror or eighties horror? In which do you prefer more than the other?
0: Nineteen uh, mean, twenties.
1: The nineteen twenties. Okay, so the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari.
0: Just that. That's now. actually earlier than that. Just <laughs> just, just, just that. Not recommend the twenties. No, I'm pretty sure it was
1: before the twenties.
0: No, I think it was, it was like nineteen
1: sixteen or something.
0: No. No. I don't think so. All can right. we get can we get a check? Um. No. Yeah. Just that too. Um. I'll look that up though. Uh yeah, um I it's seventies. What? Seventies. The cat No, 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 oh. no, no. What, I'm like, answering no, I'm not- answering your question. <laughs> yes, <I'm just> confused. <laughs> uh nineteen twenty. Nineteen twenties right. cabinet okay. dog. Right, but it's right there. yeah <laughs> It's right nineteen twenty. Uh but um yeah. Nineteen so, seventies. Um I mean, some of my favorite horror films came out in the eighties, uh, you know, a lot that I have in my top 10 came out in the eighties, but like the seventies, just in general is my favorite decade for, for, uh, any films. Um, but I think there was definitely just a lot of really grotesque, unapologetic horror films and social horror films that came out in the seventies, um, in the wake of 1968, when like Like this, <laughs> yeah, the greatest movie ever. All right. Um, you know, in the wake of 1968, whenever Night uh Night Living Dead came out, and Rosemary's Baby came out, yeah, and yeah. Witchfinder General came out all that year, and kind of like going into the 70s after that kind of gave way to like movies that were saying a lot more, but also on the other side of that coin... Was also you know me. I'm a huge exploitation movie fan. The '70s right. was like the golden age of exploitation films. Like that's when the grindhouses were blowing up, and and 42nd Street was huge. And you know, you have all this Italian horror that's getting made and coming to America. And mm-hmm. yet, you know, all these other movies are coming out, and directors are starting to make their mark that we knew for generations to come, like Wes Craven or Toby Hooper or John Carpenter. Um, so I think the 70s and in the 80s, a lot of, like I said, a lot of great horror films came out. It's just that I think 80s will always have that stigma of being known as like, oh, that was a slasher decade. Like that was a decade when we, it was like completely overran, which is like Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween sequels. Like everything was a franchise, the Chucky films, like everything that was that was the decade of the slasher. There's a lot of great other horror movies that came out in that decade. But I think that there was a lot of just like really fucked up shit that came out in the 70s.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm I'm actually gonna be the opposite and say oh, eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, because a lot of my favorite movies are in you. the eighties. <laughs> get get <laughs> and, out. <laughs> all right, this is done. <laughs> but um no, a lot of my favorite movies are from the eighties and I love the the movies with like the party eighties vibe in it. Right. And something about it. and I feel like directors at that point were kinda of like, let's try put a little fun twist on oh, yeah. our movie. Yeah, yeah, and they started like movies. putting a lot of like you know a little some jokes and some lightheartedness mm-hmm. into him and then it makes it feel like a fuller movie to me i guess mm-hmm. so uh, but you're right there is a shit ton of slashers during that time but uh you know a lot of the best like you know slashers aren't from the franchise like i'm like oh, yeah. prowler or edge of the axe and Mm-hmm. You know, my bloody Valentine, yeah, anything right. like that. So. Yeah,
0: you're talking about like fun movies, like Return of the Living Dead or or Fright right. Night or oh, Night definitely. of the Creeps Fright or Night. you know Night of the, Night the Creeps. Creeps or oh, the God. Evil Dead the films or League. anything like that. Which they they started putting more like black comedy into, like, yeah, their movies. Like exactly. there was a lot of dark humor and there was a lot of uh, so the horror, which or Night of the Demons, you know, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I love 70s horror too, but there's also you know I I love. As you know, I love movies that were made to be good, but are really bad. (laughs) Those are my favorites. sure do. (laughs) And the 70s was like, yeah, this is really bad, but it's also extremely boring. Yeah. Like the 80s, it's like, this is really bad, but I'm having a good time. Yes. (laughs) So that's kind of where I stand on that.
0: I think that I already asked my third question. I think I already got an answer for it. So I'm going to have to come up with a new one. Because the third question is going to be the first one that got you into horror, but where um, did that <laughs> yeah but I was a stupid asshole and decided that we should <laughs> that we should uh, intro how we got into horror so wild card time <laughs> um, so I'm going to skip to my fourth and come back so I'll make my fourth my third and come back to the uh, with a new question Okay. so um, what is your favorite Halloween memory as in the holiday not the movie mm-hmm. um, your favorite Halloween memory or your favorite Halloween costume that you ever had or both. Um, just something that sticks out. Of all the Halloweens in your life, all 30 years of it, how does that make you feel? I know you're 30 years old, please. Not yet. About, about Not you're yet. You're a month away. A month away. Don't remind me. Um, uh, you old piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Death comes swiftly. So out of, all the, out of all the Halloweens you've had in your life, what um, are... You know, you can if you have multiple memories or favorite costumes, you can say those. I re- I really don't care. <laughs> um,
1: I don't really have. Uh, well, I don't, so favorite memories I have two, and actually one of them was recent. So um, one was when I lived in Illinois, and I was a young kid, and it was also near my birthday because my birthday's around that time of Halloween, mm-hmm. and. um we my mom took me to like this crazy pumpkin patch that had like all these decorated scarecrows and everything like that it was like a beautiful hilly area on a nice cool day with breezes and it was like a fall like the leaves are coming down like just beautiful kind of day out and she brought me out like this giant plastic skeletor sword (laughs) i was like this is the best day i've ever had and uh (laughs) They just had, like, and we went in and they made, like, pumpkin pies from the pumpkins in the pumpkin patch and everything like that. Yeah. And they had, like, this cool little general store. It was just an awesome time. And uh, then, I'm going to say our 2020 Halloween was actually, I had a great time. Like, we went to the level.
0: uh, 13th floor.
1: 13th floor. So, first
0: of all, I mean, of course, we didn't have a lot of options no because covid is still raging vaccines were not yet
1: yeah and they uh you know they were pretty safe
0: at 13th floor yeah you know. enough to where there were like no scare actors it was still a lot of fun it was no it was. and was.
1: Uh, and then you know we went out to the bars and stuff like that and had a great time but um i was throwing up in a wendy's parking lot yeah that's true yeah. um i lost my gauges in yeah, the bar did. somehow yeah um yeah, did that but uh, it was also my favorite costume. I think being the mummy, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. just a
0: classic mummy. Yeah, we had to come up with like last minute Halloween costumes because we didn't know what we what would we were be doing, able to yeah. do. Probably just like this year, we, we don't know what we're going to be able to do for Halloween. Just just with the new variant going around, oh you know, yeah, it's gonna be safe. But yeah, I think it was like three days before Halloween, and you and your fiance Paige went to uh, went to Spirit Halloween to just scavenge find something yep <laughs> like yep she she found the mask
1: and was like hey you and rock should do these
0: yeah it was just like those original like ben cooper style kind of like plastic halloween masks and, right you know, mommy and i did a devil the little devil one i have it hanging on the wall over there um you prefer for everybody because you know we're putting this on youtube right <laughs> we aren't no <laughs> i was like oh shit was i supposed to bring the camera no. um uh but um yeah no that, that one was really fun i like that i like the simplicity of it i like just going to bars and and uh hanging out and then you know it was just kind of simple we kind of made do what we had um and yeah that, that, that's a good that's a good Halloween memory
1: yeah joe okay. bob if you could do you special on my birthday on October 23rd again. Yeah. That was a great birthday, especially since we didn't go to spooky and who knows what it's going to be
0: like this year with it. So yeah, who knows if you have, I think we're doing precautions for it. I still want to go at least one of the days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, is that, is that all you had to say? Yeah, that That's it. Okay. About you? Um, my favorite Halloween memory is sort of similar to yours. Uh, the first one, um, and that's, my mom took me to a fall festival as a child. And, uh, well, we went to fall festivals a lot, like, around Halloween. You moms know. are the best. And it's Halloween night. Yeah, especially ours. All, all, Mommy's all, boys. All the listeners' moms suck. <laughs> <laughs> just ours. <laughs> that, I always get annoyed, like, on, like, Facebook or, like, anything like that. Like, when it's Mother's Day and, like, every single fucking person. I have the best mother. It's best like, mom in the world. I'll argue like, that. <laughs> a lot of best moms in the world. That's why every time i just, like... It's the best mom for me because it's right. the only one I know. <laughs> right. Um, but you uh, took me to Fall Festival. It like a little downtown Fall Festival. And I don't know what the fuck I was dressed up as that year. I can't remember. I think I think I was dressed up as either Woody or Buzz Lightyear. I don't fucking know. I, I had so many goddamn Halloween costumes as a kid because like, I would just like always be dressing up in costumes. And my parents thought I was mentally deficient. That's fair. <laughs> no. Um, no. So it took me to a, uh, uh, the Fall Festival, you know, had a really good time, and then took me to a screening of Ghostbusters 2 at the local theater that was downtown. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And, uh, you know, massive Ghostbusters fan. So that, that was always a good memory. Um, and there's so many. I mean, you say 2020. i say the 2019 Halloween memories were good when we went to uh, – spooky empire oh yeah that was a good one uh, for and we all hung out in tampa and stuff that was really fun
1: there's just something uh humble about the
0: other one i guess yeah there was you know those little halloween parties there's that one where we dress up like barney rubble and fred flintstone oh yeah that was a fun one and i got like way too trashed <laughs> didn't we all <laughs> yeah it's it's it was a pretty bad night. Um, there's just I mean, come on! What a great days. memory! Somebody having night. a bad night. Well, well, what a great memory! Not remembering anything. <laughs> um, but uh, my my favorite costume, though. Uh, oh, well, actually, actually, my favorite Halloween memory from recently that was 2018. Uh, whenever me and our friends Baruch and Gr- and. and Chris, we mm-hmm. went to uh, New Orleans for uh, 2018. Right, right. That and, would be a good one. And it was something about getting drunk on Halloween night. In New Orleans and just, you know, wander around. You can't beat that. And then going into, like, a bar uh, where they're playing, like, Depeche Mode and drunkenly dancing. Yeah, thank goodness and, like, you guys did it when mode. you did. Yeah, I know. Like, with everything yeah. going on. Yeah. Turns out New Orleans just gets hit with everything. Um, and it my sure costume. Does. Yeah, my costume. I don't know. I don't have my favorite costume. I, I love the costume I did for that Halloween because I was Cassidy from Preacher. The yeah? Preacher, the Preacher Comics, not not the show. Uh, based on the comics and nobody got the reference but I thought I did a good job on the costume because I yeah you the, did that's the one that I made I uh, saw the pictures it was um, good uh, and uh, yeah just a lot of costume I remember dressing up as the mask one year for oh. as a kid for Halloween that's a fun one yeah um, yeah there, there's a lot of good Halloween costumes and memories but I uh, could go on and on fuck that so go ahead
1: <laughs> alright next question yeah let me pull up my phone God, why did I take a picture of pencil writing? <laughs> Bad way to do this. Okay, this one is actually kind of not related because it is. Uh, and this is just kind of to get you know let people inside your head a bit. What are your top three non-horror movies? They're all pornos. Perfect. No.
0: Um, Question answered. No. Uh, while but, you
1: talk, keep talking, <laughs> I'm going to grab a drink.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep on talking while Blaze runs off and gets a drink. Do you need one? Uh, no, I'm good right now. Um, but I think that... Destruction, uh, distraction, distraction, distraction. distraction. Um, you can also edit this out, but I'm, I'm, why? <laughs> why I edit this out? Um, okay, so my three favorite hor- uh, non-horror films... Um, I usually put it as my three, and it's no, and not in any particular order, but um, Taxi Driver.
1: Yeah, that's a great one.
0: Um, I always love Taxi Driver. I watch it way too young. <laughs> I watch it before I watch most horror movies. For some reason, I wasn't scared by that. But as an adult, I'm like, this movie is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it's 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 such a great movie. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, what what can you really say about that hasn't really been said? But the story of just complete loneliness and, and just devolving mentally from it and from your surroundings in, in a post Vietnam world at that time, but I mean, it can still be taken now where we're always going through something. Right. Um, to making very unhealthy decisions because there was a time whenever you could have a character that's your main character and is very morally ambiguous and people didn't just completely lose their shit. Over everything. It's like, you know, your main character has to be likable. And you can't have, like, things that are disgusting traits. Which Travis Bickle has a lot of. Yeah, (laughs) Um, He's a terrible person. But that made the movie more interesting. Um, Taxi Driver has always been one of my favorites. Um, Second one would be uh, True Romance. I love True Romance. There's something about it that's just... um, it's kind of like wholesome in a very fucked up kind of way okay um i I find, I find like it kind of has kind of like a like a childlike optimism to it and it's such a fucked up kind of like love story but it's not like a stupid fucked up love story like natural born killers where you're <laughs> like oh mickey and said, like we oh, fucking sucks <laughs> i mean i like them. I don't hate it. It just it just has it starts good and it ends good and then everything in the middle is, sucks. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, okay. Um uh, But True Romance is just I mean so many great character actors, so many great moments in that movie. I think it's Quentin Tarantino's best script, um, and I think that Tony Scott did a great job directing it. I just love that movie. Um, and then my third one, which could be counted as a horror movie, I guess, but uh, Blowout.
1: Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Uh,
0: Blowout is a movie that kind of sticks with you. Um Brian De Palma starring John Travolta. Um great Neo Noir film. I don't want to say too much, but he's a uh he does sound effects for schlocky horror movies, um and he comes across what could be a political assassination and not a car accident like it looks like at first while he's out uh recording sounds he he witnesses it and he kind of gets swept up in this whole thing um you went to a movie with a perfect beginning and a perfect ending um it's this movie (laughs) this movie has perfect bookends um and just the movie i mean you'll never see john travolta who who isn't a great actor (laughs) um You never see him as good as this. I mean, it's movies like this is why he got like Pulp Fiction um, years later and came back because Quentin Tarantino was such a fan of uh, Blowout um, and just De Palma. I'm such a fucking De Palma stan um, that I just love so much of his stuff. But Blowout is great. If you've never seen it, then please go watch it.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. You showed me that one and I was like holy shit yeah every um, person this is a genius movie every
0: person just sit down and show that movie too they're just like what the fuck it's uh-huh. like this is so good like having to watch them. I'm like I'm telling you
1: yeah that's how I felt because I it. Like, like, how, tell how somebody, the hell have
0: I not seen this dude you tell people about it I've, I've let people that movie and they just like when you let anybody borrow anything it just sits there yeah and it's, then you ask for it back and like, oh did you watch it and like no yeah <laughs> Like, there's friends that I've given that to and they just never watch. I'm like, you're missing out. It's so you amazing. gotta, like, physically sit them down, like, put it on. You aren't gonna be sorry. It's a great film. It's f- you Watch it for free on Amazon Prime. I think right now it's on Criterion, uh, the Criterion channel. There's ways to watch it. Sit down, watch it, and be bummed out for the rest of the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. But well, it's amazing. It's amazing I don't film. even know. Like, the ending is more, like, so full circle to me. It's not even sad. It's just, yeah. like, Brian De Palma, yeah. you have a giant brain. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: how about you? <sighs> you know, it's like one of those questions I wrote down, and I didn't really prepare an answer for myself. I almost said with uh, a Halloween question. That was just a ramble, like, what's a Halloween to remember?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, That's a hard one. Uh, definitely um, a hard ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> Like, I'm dead serious. It's just so ridiculous that I have a great time watching it. <laughs> it is just so ridiculous.
0: I almost spit take. Yeah, <laughs> I almost um, do a spit take.
1: <laughs> one that Paige actually showed me, and you talk about a lot that I really enjoy. And this, again, these are kind of like just on the top of my head. Uh, would be Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm-hmm. Wes
0: Anderson. Um, you know, I do great Wes director, yep.
1: amazing cinematography.
0: Yeah. Um. It very much has a style. I and mean, Some people aren't into it, but I if like you all the Sanderson stuff. Yeah. yeah. People find it a little too quirky. I get it. Or, or too artsy. You know, but what do you undo?
1: I love it. Um, yeah, and them, but, yeah. then the other one is just the classic 80s. Samurai Party Time movie. No, I wanted to say Samurai. (laughs) But you said Hard Ticket Hawaii. Yeah, I like I like Hard Ticket Hawaii better. Really? Yeah, because it's so stupid, ridiculous. Oh
0: my gosh. Did you watch the rest of? Did you watch the rest of those movies? Uh, I guess like part of a series of films. Yeah, Yeah. I watched
1: one other. I didn't. None of them really hit the same. Yeah. Right. But um, that's why that one's the most popular. Yeah. It's so damn ridiculous. Well, for sure. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I you. was your third one? No, you're good. Maybe Parole Violators. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the third one was literally just on the tip of my tongue. The my 80s. Time. Oh, yes. Thank you. Detroit Rock City. Okay. I love that movie right. and everything about it. Like, <laughs> you it like a little just, kiss action? <laughs> well, it's just like I feel like those kids sometimes where I'm just like the really dumb guy who plays guitar. And I'm like, hey i got to make it to this concert.
0: It's like, why? It's like,
1: I have to go. <laughs> like,
0: I have no reason, but I have to be there. Because, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that um, the older I get, the less I wait for people to go do stuff. Right. Because I miss so many great concerts. Yeah, no, um, I agree. And, Sometimes and, you got to do it yourself. And you make, you make excuses about like, oh, well, I'm going to go to this concert. I'm going to go alone. It's going to be as fun. But... Like there's been times I've done that, and then an artist dies, and just like fuck, I missed my, I missed missed my, my chance. chance to see this person, and now I'm never gonna have that chance again. We I didn't was a miss our chance dick. to see Motorhead. I did, uh, I did before that. Also, oh, okay, I, I, I went to I was playing to see Motorhead three different occasions, and never went and saw him. there's one time I could have went whenever Lemmy wasn't declining health back in 2012. Uh uh-huh. and I didn't do it because I made excuses because I was with this, you know, I was dating a stupid ass chick. <laughs> if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a complete fucking wet blanket, and uh, <laughs> and she, <laughs> all right, you're pretty personal here. <laughs> and she didn't want to go, and so I was like, I was being a fucking. Fucking little bitch about it <laughs> She's like I oh, guess we're, we're gonna go to the show I sure went I sure went Cause it was like Motorhead and Anthrax And Slayer Oh wow And yeah, it had been an awesome been show And it was when Jeff Hanneman was still alive It was like oh. Right before he died That um, was the only five part Five months
1: Only part of Slayer I give a shit about Is Jeff Hanneman Yeah
0: um, But uh, I missed that Then there was that time We were supposed to go And they had to cancel And then there was another time After that They had a one off show In Orlando yeah and um, they had to cancel or I think the Or just knew about I, th- I think he well played we the saw show. the one in
1: Jacksonville and they was like oh boy here's Motorhead they were like hey we couldn't get Motorhead didn't come and it's like so, oh god so who
0: did they replace him with a day to remember what yeah, the, a horrible that's the equivalent of motorhead. motorhead who can we replace motorhead with how
1: about this pop punk hardcore band it's like no they live
0: <laughs> a fucking ocala
1: that's fucking Please an hour and a no. half away yeah. um but yeah okay
0: um okay so here's my here's okay here's a question i came up with yeah so you're unprepared okay. you're unprepared for it but all now right. with all your horror knowledge okay right if you had to take somebody under your wing or you had introduced somebody to horror what movie would you show them first first that is
1: a hard one because i'm wondering because part of me would be like i'm going to show them the
0: garbage i like <laughs> and they'd be like this is a horror but then
1: there's <laughs> like yeah but then there's like i think of like Actual kind of masterpiece horror movies, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for kind of an all-around, I would do the Changeling. Okay,
0: the George C. Scott Changeling. Yes. Yeah, that's a great movie. Why I mean, people don't like it? People find the movie fucking boring. I think it's a fantastic film. No, I film. think it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. like I mean,
1: it has one of the most iconic scenes in scary movie. In it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. ball coming down the stairs. Yeah. But,
0: um, which, which Scary Movie 2 did a hilarious spoof of. Oh, remember, man. Remember the commercial oh, they're making man. fun from 2000? That was No way that's going to date itself. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, I don't know. That movie is just kind of, you know, it doesn't start off. It, it's not too gory, so it's not going to put somebody off. Yeah. You know, it's it's got a character who you can relate to and you can be like, oh, my God, what a horrible thing that happened to him you know what a strange thing going on and how scary would this be yeah and then it's just like the slow build and the like not only a mystery but this supernatural presence that is kind of terrifying sure so i think that is one of those all around movies that kind of
0: has a little bit of everything that yeah that's a good answer yeah yeah uh, i like that movie a lot um you Where are you looking? <laughs> um, I would say uh, um, I would either show The Exorcist hmm? or I would show Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, those are both,
1: I mean, you know, two classics. I mean, the
0: two classics are both popular. Um, I, I would probably show, I think they're both so effective um, for me personally. I, I know a lot of people find like, you know, The, the Exorcist. Nowadays, is isn't as scary as it was back when it came out because of like. Right. Caused mass hysteria when it first came out. People were like, what the fuck is well, this? Well, even the
1: trailers were made to mess with you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. And now people see it and they think, you know, Little girls saying like cunt and shit is like hilarious. Like people yeah. find it funny.
1: Um, but in that time, it was absolutely terrifying. Def- and it was kind of around the same time as like getting near the satanic panic.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that uh, it has my favorite. Um, has my favorite horror movie character in it? I think Captain Howdy. <laughs> Captain Howdy? No, uh, Father Kairos. Oh yeah. Um, because that like William Peter Blatty like wrote that after himself and kind of the crisis of faith and everything. And it just feels like a fully fleshed out character, very interesting character. It's so human. And I think that you just show somebody that's not used to horror that movie. I think that they're going to connect to a lot of different. You know, it's, it's scary, it is disturbing, but it also has, like, you know, especially if they're old enough to grasp concepts, the concept of right. kind of losing everything you believe in and, like, grasping at anything you can to make you believe again is very interesting. But the flip side of the coin is I may just show Night of Living Dead because it's a little bit leaner, and so it has, a like kind of a social commentary to it, but it's an easier watch to kind of get through, and so still, like, scary and violent, and yeah, but it's, it's, it's well-rounded. Yeah, it's a well-rounded film. So, And uh, it
1: was saying things for that time that other people were too afraid to for really sure. talk about.
0: By, by quote-unquote accident. So, see, I never know if I believe that or not. Like, everybody says that Dwayne got hired just because he was the best actor, not because he was black. Which is a crazy coincidence, I think. Like, I mean, if that's how it worked out, that's amazing. But, like, well, it's, it so hard, the story, it's so hard to watch sure. that movie and see how it ends and just be like, oh, you didn't mean for th- this could have been just a white guy. Like, this could have been any actor, but just happened to be a black actor and makes well, that it ending so more, yeah, so much more haunting. So I always feel like there's no way you didn't plan that. But right, apparently, apparently it, makes, for, it
1: makes the point of, yeah. like, you know, you know, how things were at that time and how they still are, they unfortunately. Still are. A lot change. You know. I was talking
0: after I saw Candyman last night. Uh, to somebody and, and I was like it's like well yeah a lot of the themes from the first Candyman are in this movie with like gentrification and you know you know, terrible white being, people being black shit. in society <laughs> and all, all kinds of other things, depression and violence that kind of follows them. Right? It's like because in thirty years, uh, nothing's fucking changed between these two movies. You know, yeah. Thirty years, not one goddamn thing has changed. Um, and, yeah, people you know, are awful, yeah, especially and, rich white people. <laughs> and, and fifty years before, nineteen sixty-eight, not not a lot changed either. So I just kind of find it funny that I mean, it worked out for the best because it makes a movie that much more haunting. But I always right. kind of feel like right. like. I feel like it just it just worked out for the best I don't know Um, that that if he was just looking for any actor I don't know if that movie would have hit if it was a white actor that got Hired for that film, but just that they got Dwayne for because it. it
1: makes a point. But at the same time, I think they would also like yeah, and talk he's amazing. That film. because a studio would be like, hey, you can't be pointing out things we
0: don't like in this time
1: period. Yeah. Please don't do that. Like,
0: <laughs> And I mean, Dwayne is Dwayne is Ben. It's just I mean, he's amazing. Like, he's 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 in charge. He's likable in that movie. Oh you yeah, know, without being like goofy. He's You're the like he's the a leader. Top. Like, he's like, leader. He's very stoic, but he's likable. Like, he's such a good casting. But um, I'm getting off on a tangent but yeah. uh yeah I'll, I'll probably show either the exorcist or not living dead all right yeah it's a good one mm-hmm.
1: this is my last question huh
0: Mm-hmm.
1: okay all right oh this was kind of an easy one um to you what is more frightening supernatural horror or killer horror and by that i mean like you know The idea of like a serial killer or the idea of a killer ghost.
0: Uh, Killer ghost. I agree. (laughs) Supernatural. You can't do anything about it. (laughs) Well, yeah, supernatural is 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 scary, yeah, because you can't fight back. Um, and and with the killer, I I think they were just so desensitized that that people people cling and like watching kind of schlockiness of a slasher. So it's not that that's scary because people relate more to the killer in most of those most of movies because. Excuse me. Everybody's the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Because everybody in those Put your movies, chain wallets up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's because in those movies, you know, everybody is uh, everybody's made to be killed. Like they usually aren't like fleshed out most of the time, you know. It's it's mainly just unless you have a movie like Scream. Right. Where where I, where I think I think Scream and Scream Two are still scary oh absolutely because I like those characters like I like the people and I think that some of the scares in those movies are like so genuinely like hold up like I still feel tense in quite a few of those scenes but most slasher films don't have characters you really give a fuck about right
1: you know what's funny about that is speaking of Jordan again Mm -hmm. I actually talked to him today Mm -hmm. because he had never watched Don't Breathe okay and he went and watched it yesterday and he was like man I hated that movie I was like why oh really like let's talk about it I mean he actually was waking me up and he wouldn't stop calling and I got really annoyed and I told I was like good for you and <laughs> I was like good night uh, but um, then I, I woke up I woke up and I called him and um, and I get where he's coming from because this is definitely it is definitely a movie like if you've had uh, you know a disturbing sexual encounter or uh, an assault or something like that I don't think you should watch the movie Mm -hmm. to be honest it it could affect you negatively but uh, and when he watched it he was like this is a well done movie but they reveled in that scene so much to make it disturbing that it bothered me too much to enjoy the rest of the movie uh, like, it just yeah. really got to him. It's funny, because... And I get that, because yeah. it's terrible, you know?
0: Right, yeah. It's, it's actually funny, because um, I was thinking about this a lot last night, because well, I saw Candyman on Double Bill, Don't Breathe 2. Really? And all Don't Breathe 2, I'm just thinking, man, Don't Breathe 1's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> but, but but here's the thing about Don't Breathe 2, is that Don't Breathe 2 tries to bring redemption to that character.
1: You can't And do it that. doesn't work. You can't do but that. But here's <laughs> why
0: it's a great movie. The first one's a great movie, not the second one. The second one's not very good. Um, it has, like some moments of violence and stuff like that but that character what that movie does is that every time it does a twist whether it's a plot twist or a situational twist right it always works like whenever you saw Don't Breathe in a packed theater like I did whenever it came out was just like the crowd was eating that movie up like Mm -hmm. they were all on board like they weren't talking or anything like that they were reacting they were fucking so into the film because not only situationally like, oh well, where's this gonna go? It's a blind guy chasing them around. And every time you think like, oh, they're gonna go this way, it should be the most obvious twist thing that happens. Like, Kid goes down the basement, finds a door, door's locked. Should have saw that coming. I wasn't even thinking. Right. Lights turn off. Oh fuck. Now he's running around in the dark, and the whole audience is fucking losing. Like everything that's happening is keeping everybody engaged. But it's also the same thing with the character. Spoilers for Don't Breathe. (laughs) Fast forward if you don't want to hear it. Is that in Don't Breathe you have a character that who's a killer and like Jason or like Michael Myers turns into a force of nature. Right? And that you start rooting for him because like these shithead kids broke in his fucking house. And he's like this lonely old I feel like blind. you start
1: rooting for him. Well, that's what I'm getting it, to. Yeah. Uh,
0: he's this lowly old blind man. You know, he starts like picking him off. and You're like, all right, like, yeah, fuck these kids, right? Which you would right. do in any slasher film. Yeah, for sure. You do with like any Jason movie. like you hate, hate early, the kids. Because <laughs> the kids don't fucking matter. But that twist happens. You have to come up with a twist that is grounded enough and disturbing enough to where it loses everybody. You can't have something that some people can find kind of acceptable. You know what I'm saying? You can't have a twist that makes something that these kids are doing, which is breaking entering and robbing an old blind man, which is a terrible thing to do. Right. You had to come up with something that's worse than that. That was definitely worse. So you (laughs) have to do something like a man kidnapping women and trying to impregnate them with a turkey baster so he can have a new daughter with his fucking ejaculate in the turkey baster to pregnant... To bring a daughter if you lost a daughter in a car wreck, right? Right. That's so crazy, disturbing, and fucked up that it trumps anything these kids are doing. Yeah, that's so, your whole, I get that. So, your view that. changes from where you're with this old man hunting people down to changing to something that's not only horrific but grounded enough and to where he turns into a complete monster. It turns into yeah, and you're like get more, out
1: of there and kill him. <laughs> it turns
0: into more convincing killer and a scarier scarier killer than Jason or Michael, who are just people that you know characters have no personality and they just stab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they they have like you know yeah, Jason has like a tragic backstory, but like after what you do, you really give a fucking shit because who cares? No, like,
1: you just want to see him fold people yeah, up into mattresses. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're you're there for the kills, so you have. So I think that what Don't Breathe does. Is so much more effective than any other slasher film because you made a real monster, and that Jordan got disturbed by, where he couldn't enjoy the rest of the film. It's kind of the point. I fucking guess. fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what's supposed to do. Like you aren't supposed to be on their side if you feel weird. And you know, it's it's, it's that weird thing in movies. Like I'm, I'm not saying that it wasn't disturbing. It was very disturbing. But the rape, rape in any any form in any film. Is, the movie becomes a lot less fun. <laughs> after yeah, that it scene. really brings. There's really so many a damper. There's so many B movies that me you have watched or you know bad films.
1: And They're just like yeah. we're having
0: a good time. We're making fun of it. Then a, a, they just throw rape in, and it's always never like oh boy, please like in this. The rest yeah. of the movie always suffers from it, and and don't breathe. it. I mean, it's an argument that the rest of the movie suffers. But for me. Having a well, revelation like that, that I,
1: like it's not that he was saying it was a bad movie. He just said that part was so disturbing to him, and the fact they like reveled in it kind of bothered him. And yeah. it's supposed to, yeah, right. You know, it's supposed to. Yeah, but he was like, it's not a bad movie. No, he was like, it was just that part I just couldn't endorse it like, in my mind. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah. So I get his point.
0: Yeah, gets a level of sleazy. Um, yeah, but I, I that the level of sleaze I think works for its best cause because of that twist of like every time it comes up with like well welcome to the don't breathe podcast if this happens <laughs> then it it you know uh every situation every twist and everything mm. means something or adds to the overall experience right. Right. so i was actually listening to a podcast with the talk About don't breathe last night the first one came up and they're talking about they didn't find the movie fun they found the movie exciting but not fun And I disagree. I think that movie is fun because I think the whole package is like a thrill, right? It feels like you're you're going through every turn and people reacting to it. So it feels kind of like a roller coaster. But I can see if people think it's just exciting and not fun because of that, I completely understand. But for me, I think the whole movie is just like such a ridiculous ride that's. It is all. Yeah. It is super up and down. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a roller coaster. Of so a I think movie. I think the movie's fun, but it is disturbing. So but again, if you've so. had
1: ever, if you've ever had any experience like that, we yes. do not recommend you watch. it. Yeah,
0: don't movie. watch it. You you probably You'll be triggered.
1: Just bo- yeah, it could trigger you. Bother. You. And also, it's so, so common in horror movies. And it's movies, funny because sadly. you know, just just the other day, I was like, oh, you know, we should go see Don't Breathe 2. I've got to get Paige to watch this, and then I remember like you know as a female that's probably not a good thing to watch
0: well they kind of gloss over it also which is the problem in the sequel uh they don't really like they try to redeem this character so much that's like well we just watched this movie where he does something that's completely unredemptive
1: yeah like something you could never forgive yeah it's like
0: can you forgive him it's like no 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 he's the main character and he has a daughter you're supposed to feel bad for him (laughs) like he has and he has a daughter now and there's they tell you how he got this daughter (laughs) Because it's, like, eight years later, and you're just like, what? Like, it's a whole thing. But anyways, yes, uh, going way back, sorry, we'll go to a tangent, supernatural horror is scarier unless it's more grounded. (laughs) I guess in a way it kind of – because supernatural is, you know, you can't fight against it. But we went on a tangent
1: If there's something that's
0: so disturbing, like, when you say, like, a, a slasher, though, I'm thinking, like, Friday the 13th or Halloween or, you know, whatever, and that's not very scary to me. But if it's something like, you know, that's very realistic, or has something that's like a killer that does things that are so grotesque, like in some of those, you know, schlock—not schlock, shock. Like shock, extreme horror films are coming out like the two thousands and stuff. Right. That were just like, we want to fuck with your mind by having the most disturbing shit, and it doesn't feel edgelordy lordy, but feels real. Mm-hmm. Then that's scarier. Okay, so it just depends. It depends. But generally, as a rule of thumb, if we're just saying the slasher genre against Supernatural, Supernatural all the way.
1: That's me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I agree. Supernatural
0: all the way. Because, I mean, you can't fight a demon. You can't fight a ghost. That's scarier.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that's the exact reason I agree. You can't fight it. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you have the little lady from Pol- Poltergeist, <laughs> then, yeah. you, can, then right. you can fight it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's a electricist. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was my last question.
0: Okay. Um mine connection uh, to because you wanna do more video game stuff. So what is your favorite horror video game?
1: <sighs> now now this is rough because I've actually been Playing so many lately just preparing for this because I've always loved the games but I have such a hard time getting through them and I'm a huge Resident Evil fan like I'm pretty sure everyone is Um, and I'm a huge Silent Hill fan but um, you know it's it's kind of funny because I think one of the best done horror games ever was PT which is the playable trailer (laughs) to Silent Hill that never came out the one that Hideo
0: Kojima did? With uh, Yuko yeah,
1: Kojima and uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah, and uh, it, it's amazing, but I am also playing because what
0: happened with that, they were like, Oh, well, we made this really good spooky horror uh demo, and then it got canceled, and then I got fired from Konami, right? Well, let's do something together. So, in your mind, you're like, Oh, they're gonna do another horror film or another horror game, no, they did Death Stranding, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and that's completely bonkers.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of um, it's very mixed reviews on that one. Yeah, so but, but, uh, but continue. Uh, one that I will also want to talk about in a future one is one I've been recently playing called From the Darkness. And it is an indie game. And it is absolutely terrifying. It is just the feeling of like a breath on your neck the entire game. Like, it just, it, it, it's disturbing, and it's grotesque, and it's just, it it's so quiet. Like, there's no music in it. You just hear your footsteps, and you just hear a breathing from a room that you're not in.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So, I'll talk, I'll I'll definitely talk about that game in a later time, uh, in another podcast, but. Uh,
0: I thought you were going to say, like, Evil Within or something.
1: No, nothing like that. Yeah.
0: I um I think my favorite one, the one that I always bring up, because I don't think it gets brought up enough, because I think it's always overshadowed by Resident Evil and Silent Hill. It's in the bigger franchises. And this, this game had a really great first game and then a so-so sequel to it. But um the first one has always been one of my favorites, and that's The Suffering. Oh, yeah, you talk about that one all the time. Uh, I love The Suffering. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, it's a video game. Um. You play a character named Tork, who is... Tork? Tork? Uh, Tork, he's uh, arrested for um, allegedly killing his wife. Um, the game has multiple endings depending decisions you make throughout it. It's one of those earlier games that did it because this came out like 2004, 2005. I think 2004. Um, so that, that was just starting to become a thing. Right. Um, and you're shipped off to this prison... It's on an island and um, these creatures start attacking um, the guards and prisoners and they're different creatures based off of different styles of execution. um, They definitely have a very like Clive Barkery kind of feel to them. But like, you know, there's one big thing that's like death by firing squad. He's like big and he has like a blindfold around his eyes and out of his back are all these like fucking rifles And there's, like, you know, uh, these things that are from, like, lethal injection. Their, like, eyes are, like, needles. Right. uh, They have, like, all kinds of syringes in their back and stuff. It's just really cool designs and stuff. And you're just kind of going through this, like, horror landscape that's just completely fucked up landscape and trying to survive. And, you know, whether you kill prisoners or you help them or guards— You know, kill them or help them in situations. We get you different endings, and it's a pretty disturbing game. It has a lot of body horror elements, but it's also ghost story, and it's action. It's an action game. It's like a shoot 'em up, Um, but it's it's really like creepy kind of game. It's it's not as much atmosphere as much as it is about the gore and and monsters. Right. But I've always really liked that game. I always thought it was really fun. Yeah, you talked about it a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great yeah
1: all right we got another topic we're at an hour and 20 at the moment
0: um no i think i think that's about it um we'll
1: wrap up the first one that's me and that's Blaise and rocky here <laughs> yeah
0: I'm blazer and rocky
1: uh yeah rocky and blaze but uh, uh this is uh
0: this is the first episode of course and i just wanted to um do a bunch of verbal diarrhea to get to know us before we start going into more topic based
1: and segments and
0: such uh, segments. Yeah. We're, we're, planning on, um, the next couple episodes will probably be just kind of one off, um, one off, like we're topic. starting. Yeah. One off topic episodes. We're going to be comparing different movies or maybe talking about a movie like straight up. Um, and then we'll start become, you know, we'll start building on segments, kind of figuring out what we're going to be doing. We, like I said earlier, we will be, doing seasons we have kind of season ideas of being like we're just going to go chronologically through this career or through this idea or whatever and um each episode be about a particular movie and then of course we're going to start putting the segments about video games and books or like whatever just kind of what are we like doing but um thank you for listening yeah uh, thank you um if, if you made it this far and didn't turn it off when we start rambling about anything um I want to thank uh, Stefan Mize for doing our logo for uh, Bladed Apples. Yeah,
1: for sure. It looks awesome.
0: Um, He did a great job. Look him up on Instagram. Stefan Mize. um, Works out Crawling Panther uh, in Ocala, Florida. Tattoo Parlor. And um, he did me a solid and did us an awesome logo. Um, Also, the uh, music at the top of the episode is done by Blaze. Thank you, Blaze. Yes, thank you, (laughs) Blaze. And we'll probably be doing... Other little musical cues and everything like that, but Blaze did an awesome job with the music. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody for listening.
1: All right. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye.